Hello and welcome back to the Weekly Kate Podcast, the show that keeps you in the know and a show hosted by a viral video creator. That's right. Your girl went viral on TikTok. The day has finally come. (laughs) I did it. (laughs) And all it took was my husband eating shit on the ice. Like, hello. If I had known that, I would have done this months ago. Y'all. I have 192,000 views. That is a virus. We are viral plague of the internet. I'm so proud of myself, truly. It's my best work. It truly is. I had nothing to do with it whatsoever. I did put I did put it to music, which took it from a 5 to a 10. It is a 10 out of 10 serotonin boost. And you are so fucking welcome. And... I have to say my numbers on TikTok are getting better, which like bodes really well for me. And we all know I'm just trying to get this podcast out there. So now that I'm viral, that now that I am a multifaceted content creator, maybe like tell your friends (laughs) like, hey, I listened to this content creator on her podcast that she does for fun because she's so fabulous and busy and does everything else in life. Duh. Right? Thank you. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the show. Um, this episode is pretty much a Grammys recap, but not really. It's a it's I have a few gripes with society, and I really feel like this past Grammys award show, which was less than a week ago, summed up the problems. So let's get into that. Actually, first let me say. So while I spit most of my knowledge on this show, 98%, I save 2% preliminarily for TikTok to get the views, to hopefully get the listens, to get the listeners, to the subscriptions, to the money. It's all about the cash flow, baby, which is currently zero. We know that. This this podcast makes no money. I am net negative every day. (laughs) And I might be the only person I find that funny. And if you're sick of hearing it, give me money. If you're sick of hearing me say I have no money, I hello, my hands are open. I'll take it. Shameless, shameless. However, it is funny because Anchor does have like a setting that I can put on for either what it's like subscriptions or like what is it called? Like I don't know, like creator support. Some like I can literally click a button and have it be available when you listen to the show to give me money. I don't do that because I'm humble as fuck, but just know that I could. It's an option for me. And maybe one day when I'm like really hurting or like having really bad self-esteem day, which we all have those and that's fine. Live your truth. Just know I might hit that button. But is it worse then if I get $0 back? And then it's like, follow the money trail. Who's giving me, who's giving me five bucks? You know, speaking of that, there's a new thing on Instagram for influencers or for creators of which I'm not one, but okay. To have a subscription model that you pay like a monthly fee to see certain stories and certain content. And the influencer that I found this on happens to be an influencer that I follow that I, for the majority of what she posts, I like but some of her shit is so out of touch and so 
not unrelatable, but like so what am I looking for? So like head scratchingly obvious. And she always comes on like, I I had no idea this is this is not an oh I I found this hack and oh my god, like there was one day this blogger it's not the blogger that had the weird word of the year, FYI. Um, though this particular blogger is a Dallas blogger. This blogger has two kids and she had a story one day that said she was making like a sheet pan meal and it took her an hour to chop vegetables. And her story was like, am I the only one who takes this long to chop vegetables? Yes. Chop the fucking vegetables and put them on a sheet pan. Like, what takes an hour? What is so hard? And there was also one day when her, one of her kids was like really little, like, I want to say like just starting solid foods or eating, you know, weird solid foods. Cause you're a baby. She had put like, made him like little peanut butter sandwiches. She's like, Oh my God, I never thought of this. How easy. What? You never had a peanut butter sandwich. It, it just, like, it's crap like that. So so I'm watching her explain these like subscriber, this subscribe subscription platform. And I'm like, am I going to pay $4.99 a month to watch more out of touch shit from you? But then a little part of me is like, so her whole thing with sharing this was like, you know, you get the people that really want to follow you and you can be more intimate and share more personal things. Like it's still the fuck internet, by the way. But then like, I'm like, what if, what if I pay the $5? And what if I start to see who this girl really is? Like what makes her tick? You know, Minden, if you're listening, you know exactly who this blogger is. <laughs> and what, maybe one day I'll tell you, I don't like naming people by name on the show. Cause while, while this is an intimate group, I don't know. People get sued all the time and I don't want to be part of this week's legal news. You know what I mean? Maybe one day, but yeah, it's like, am I going to pay? And then I like, as I've said before, I follow so many influencers. So am I going to pay $5 a month for every influencer I follow to get more private content? No, I don't. I have a full-time job. I have hobbies. I have commitments. I have this show. How am I supposed let's okay. I follow, oh my God, <laughs> by their definitions, I probably follow a hundred influencers by who's on my awareness and my discovery page. And like my stories every day, I probably see 10 of them, you know, that's 50 bucks. That's $600 a year to follow influencers more privately. That's insane. And the influencer, first of all, I'm not paying five bucks for that girl. I don't think like, I don't know, maybe Minden and I can split it and like, we can like hate on her together. Cause honestly, like it's mindless bullshit. There are like a very few influencers that I would follow that I would want more like in depth, I guess. Like if you had to twist my arm, but like, I follow you because you're an influencer. I follow you for your content. I don't follow you to hear about your blood type and what you have for breakfast every single fucking day. And like, I don't need to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. You know what I mean? Like 600 bucks a year. Holy shit. And the problem is there's people paying it. And then, okay. So the influencer that if I had to, if I had to subscribe to her, I would. And if it's $5 a month, she has a million followers. Let's say 
5% of her followers do this, that is thousands of dollars a month to share what? 10 extra stories a day for 10 extra minutes. Oh my God. Why am I not doing this? What? I'm telling you what, if I had had my wits about me when I was thin and my hair was longer, I'd make a damn good influencer. I would, I would argue that in a court of law. I would, I'd make a damn fucking good influencer, (laughs) but that ship sailed. Cause you know, as I stated before in this podcast, which probably negates this, I'm a humble and I take my job as a nurse very seriously. And I couldn't have stayed a nurse and an influencer because people would have found me out, you know, like you can't be found out and then continue. I would either have to have to give up being an influencer, which would have paid grossly more, I'm assuming, or, you know, giving up being a nurse. And I can't do that. My patient today, such a sweet man, such just a gift from Jesus, this man, he looked at me at the end of the day. I was like saying my goodbyes, you know, which are like kind of sad. We are not back the next day. It's like really like breakup. He was like, I want you to know that I can tell that you do this with your whole heart. Oh my God. I was like, oh, that's so nice. He goes, no, I really want you to hear that. Like, I really feel like you made a difference for me. Oh my God. I could have cried in the car on the way home. <laughs> I was like, thank you. It's my pleasure. I love you. And he was, I, I didn't say I love him, but I do. And he was like, no, I, I'm going to miss you tomorrow. And even his wife, like sometimes the wives are a little hard to like, you know, like break in emotionally. And she was like, yeah, when are, when are you back? When do you come back? And I was like, oh, um, not for a f- couple of days. She's like, oh, okay. I was like, I'll come say hi when I come back. I'm just, ugh, yeah, that was nice to hear. I hadn't heard that in a long time. So that was nice. Anyway, so like I couldn't have been an influencer, right? Because then I would have had to give up nursing. And I can't do that. What would I have done during COVID? <laughs> You know what I would have done? I would have peddled tie-dye tracksuits like everybody fucking else did and make 20 grand an hour. I don't know. I don't know how much influencer make. I'm assuming if you're, I'm assuming you make two to five times more a year than your follower number. Like I'm assuming if you have 200,000 followers, you're making 400K. Is that wrong? It might be wrong, but if you have a million followers, you're making over 2 million a year. This has to be, it has to be the influencer. Okay. I know this is like not at all what you signed up for, but this is, has always been so, hang on. Oh my God. I'm so tired. (laughs) Oh my God. This has always been so interesting to me. When I first started really following influencers, it was like 24. 14. I followed Caitlin Covington. I'll say her name because I don't bash her at all. I fucking love her. She's the girl you always see during the fall with the pumpkins, my lattes and the giant fucking scarf. That's Caitlin Covington. She was the first influencer I followed. And this was in 2014 or 13. This is okay. 10 years. The evolution of the, of the influencers carrying like usual purses. Right. And then they all got a little bit of money and they all got Louis Vuitton's. And then they all got a little bit more money and they all started carrying Chanel and they got another Chanel. And then now slowly, and they're kind of soft launching this and all of their content. They all have Birkins. You gotta be freaking kidding me, man. I could have had a Birkin this whole fucking time or a Kelly. Oh my 
my God. I know I talked about this with Lauren. The show title is Beans of Your People. It's a great episode. Um, and I discussed what type of Birkin or Air Hermes that I would purchase if I could. And my answer has changed. And just to update you quickly, I would want the tan with gold hardware or the black with gold hardware. Last time I said navy gold hardware, which I, I would take it. But I think there's something so timeless about and, and the light tan one, not the not the brown, like the I don't want to say khaki because like it's such an insult to Hermes. You know what I'm saying? Like that light sand. Oh, oh my God. Gorgeous, beautiful, stunning. Oh my God. Anyway, this is not what you signed up for. But anyway, so now all the influencers have Birkins. It's like they have progressed. I have watched you make money and money and money off of people like me who are so heavily influenced. And you're saying that I could have done it. I would have been a great influencer. Mm. Should have started a podcast 10 years ago. What was I doing 10 years ago? How old was I? Oh my God, I was 22. (laughs) Oh my God, I know exactly what I was doing and I'm not going to say it on the show. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah, there's reasons I shouldn't have had a podcast 10 years ago. Oh my God. Hang on, I have to have a sip of tea. See, now that I'm 32, I I have tea. Okay. So, excuse me. I'm not sick. It's the allergies. So, let's get into the Grammys. But as as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by my own fucking self. I saved 2% of my content for TikTok just to like stir the pot a little bit. So a few weeks ago, before we talked about the Chrisleys on this show, I put up a TikTok that got 20,000 views, by the way. (laughs) And I was basically saying that, like, Todd's going to prison. He has to say goodbye to Nanny Faye. And that's fucking sad. The absolute discourse in my comment section just boosted my video. So I was like, okay, let's take this as a lesson. Let's, let's stir the pot some more. So on Monday I shared how I felt, which, you know, it's, it's true. That's how I feel. So basically a little rundown of the Grammys. I feel like it was not like a one artist took all type of show. I love, love that Lizzo won a Grammy. I think that is so amazing for her. I fucking love her. I used to not be a huge fan because that, uh, what song of hers got annoying? Um, I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that, that one, what's that called? You know, you know, that song got really overplayed and I was really over it, but like Lizzo's new stuff, fucking fire. Right. I love that she won a Grammy. I love that Adele won a Grammy. I love that Beyonce won a Grammy. I love that Harry Styles won two Grammys. Okay. Also, I do think that the song of the year was not um, Bonnie Raitt's song, but I'm not the Recording Academy and I'm not an angry Swifty. So we'll move on. Though the all too well 10 minute version music video short film did win a Grammy. It just was not announced at the big show, which so Red Taylor's version has a Grammy. So great. Excuse me, hiccup. Hang on. I have to have more tea. Hang on. 
I don't have time to edit the show today. It's already 1030 and I'm still recording, obviously. <laughs> and I'm going to be tired and I'm not going to be able to stay up like the duration of it would take me to edit. So we're just going to like copy paste whatever you get. So like you get my tea breaks this week on the show. So I post on my TikTok because when Harry accepted album of the year, someone yelled from the audience, Beyonce should have won. That's when, if you saw Taylor Swift immediately stand up, Aaron Dessner stand up, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then in Harry's interview, he was saying, someone asked him something absurd that was like, what do you think about something, something? And it was like about Beyonce. Like, first of all, can we all get out of Beyonce's ass? Like, what? We all don't, like, our zip code is not her butthole. Like, get out, you know? My whole thing, and this is exactly how, this is exactly what happened with Kanye. Kanye was just a dick about it to Taylor. And that also involved Beyonce, which is crazy. If you don't know the 2009 VMAs, like where the hell have you been? What bothers me is that people, especially the beehive, have such, I don't want to use the word entitlement. That's not what I mean. They have such preconceived notion that because Beyonce is Beyonce, she'll sweep. And I don't subscribe to that. Like, I don't live and die for Beyonce. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to apologize. Like, I think she's a great artist. I think she's wonderful. I can't give someone directions that going to the left, to the left. Like she changed the world. I agree. But is it conceivable that every time she's in a room, it's Beyonce's room? No, I don't think Beyonce wants that. So why do her fans, why are they all like, Beyonce got shut out. She, she deserved album of the year, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, she didn't. If she deserved it, she would have won it. Not winning doesn't make it a suck album. Like it's, it, I've of what I've heard, it's very catchy. I haven't particularly heard this album. I don't source dance music from Beyonce. So maybe that's my personal problem. But people in people right now are like wigging out that she didn't win. And then like, again, the whole thing with Kanye and Taylor and the whole thing now with someone yelling, like, why the fuck are you talking? Like, you ever heard of a sore loser? And then who was it? Was it Adele or Lizzo that talked to Beyonce? It could have been both of them talked from, to Beyonce from their uh, acceptance speech. And Beyonce was like, no, no, Beyonce doesn't want this. Beyonce doesn't want every person's accolades to be because of her. And oh, but Beyonce, you are so incredible. She knows. She's a fucking billionaire with Jay-Z. She knows. I don't know. I Because if the roles were reversed... And, and sure, do, does does everybody have the body of music that Beyonce does? No. And I get that. But like, Beyonce is not thanking anybody else when she's on stage in terms of like her peers. You know, you know how at the Oscars, like sometimes people are like, thank you to all the people in this category, blah, 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 blah. I think that's nice. But like, does anybody care about that? No. So like, what I'm saying is, 
what I'm saying is I don't die for Beyonce. That's what I'm saying. And I don't think that just because she's nominated, she's a shoe in to win. And I think the thinking that she is, is toxic as fuck. So anyway, I post this TikTok that's like, Beyonce got out album, did not performed because she did. Harry's house is a better album than Beyonce's album. It is. And it's, it was better. I feel lyrically, musically, rhythmically. I forget what other, other things music has, but harmonically, harmoniously. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But it was everywhere. Planet Earth was Harry's house. Like, I couldn't go anywhere without hearing, as it was. I, I heard that song constantly. You know? And I even before I sat down, I was thinking to myself, like, I'm going to be talking at night. And I was like, we've been doing all this late night talking. I'm singing so much today. I'm so sorry. But, like, who's the Grammys? Okay? A girl can dream. So, like, I feel that Planet Earth was Harry's house. So, like, he deserves the win. I don't see why that's such a big fucking deal. And Beyonce did win a Grammy. She's the winningest person of Grammys ever. Let it go. So, anyway, I post this TikTok. There was a teenager from some bumfuck nowhere who called me racist in my comment section and she was like, um, isn't it? What did she find? I'm not even going to look at it because like it does not. Her wording, while atrocious, does not deserve another look. It was some BS like, like, wow, that's, you know, it's really the work of the oppressors and some other bullshit. And I was like, <laughs> babe, it is the Grammys. It is music's biggest night, quote unquote. And how many celebrities and artists are saying currently that you can buy awards? Like, Who's the oppressor? This podcast is free. I make no money. Who's oppressed here? Get the fuck out. Anyway. And then it was like, so the beehive came for me in the comments. They were like, no, you're wrong. Harry's house sucked. Harry's house did not suck at all. Then people were just like, um, you need to look at her body of work. No, I don't. And this is a second TikTok that I made because I was angry. And I was like, no, the yearly award shows do not regard someone's body of work. Album of the year is not a lifetime achievement award. Someone's body of work doesn't matter. So we have Beyonce, who's got uh, however many albums. I don't know. By herself. We have Coldplay. Tons of albums. We had Harry Styles. He has two albums. We had Lizzo, who has two albums. We had ABBA. We're going to talk about bodies of work. And ABBA's in a category? Come on. Like, it doesn't... And that was my gripe with everybody in the Grammys that, like, that round table of fans who was, like, arguing for their um, artists' like, album of the year chops. It's like, longevity doesn't get... We don't care. We don't care. Why did Olivia Rodrigo win for Sour last year? Longevity what? She was an artist for nine months. Like, people's arguments suck, is what I'm saying. But the entitlement around this is crazy crazy it's crazy and like if the swifties can be quiet everybody else can be quiet beyonce has 32 grammys she doesn't need another one we know she's beyonce we get it we see it sasha fierce we know i don't like it's just man it really just chaps my ass honestly because like 
when does it stop? Right? So like every time Beyonce turns oxygen into CO2, is it the greatest carbon dioxide that's ever hit this planet? Like, is that how we're going to treat her? She's a human being just like us. And then this whole notion of like, I was thinking about this today, excuse me, um, about being the goat. Like we have Tom Brady, we have Beyonce, we have people like Meryl Streep and acting. We have like, everyone's goaded, you know, like, is that, can we get rid of that please? Like, I just, it's exhausting. And like, I'm sure Beyonce is fucking tired. I'm sure she's exhausted. She was freaking late to the Grammys. Apparently there was traffic, but I don't, I don't know. It really felt like the Beyonce show, honestly. And there's a lot of artists right now, all who were not at the Grammys. Let me just preface that, that are saying that you can buy Grammys, you can buy attention, la la. I'm, I'm not equating the two, but it's Hollywood, you know, like it's, it's the industry. Like if anything can be bought, it's the industry. So I'm just, those two are not equal. I think Beyonce deserved what she won, but I don't think she deserved what she didn't win. And that's life, baby. That's showbiz, baby. Like, what, what do you want? She's 32 Grammys and she has Jay-Z. We're done here. Like, I don't know. It make, ugh. <sighs> I did watch the whole Grammys and I did also see we're switch, we're shifting gears because again I could talk about this forever. I did see that there was much backlash from the unholy performance with Sam Smith and Kim Petras. People saying it was satanic, and I'm just curious: is that not clear in the name of the song? The name of the song is unholy. It's not called catechism. It's not called cross to bear. It's not called holy. It's called unholy, which me, a practicing Catholic, would think something unholy would be satanic. That seems right. Seems, yeah, that tracks. Was it tasteful? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Nothing about that performance was tasteful. And you, we can have gripes with that. Sure. But like it was Sam Smith on that little circle platform in the middle and like all of these dancers that looked like the girl from the ring, but just in red ponchos running around in circles around him while he was singing. And it was Kim Petras locked in a cage on the stage. And then she ended up like gyrating on the bars. So definitely not tasteful. Was it directly satanic? Mm. I mean... It could be argued, but was it unholy? Yes. And that is the point. Cause I'm pretty sure about the song is about a man cheating on his wife with a stripper. So I, <laughs> I mean, like, of all the things the Grammys can do, they can prove a fucking point, right? Like the song is called unholy and shall be the performance. Like, duh, right? I don't know what else I have to grieve about the Grammys about. Like it just, it was a mediocre show and that's award shows these days. I don't know when we started losing the luster of an award show, but perhaps it just, just because everyone seems out of touch and entitled. It's a heavy word, but it's applicable. It's not, you know, 
whatever. Will I watch the Oscars? Yes. Yes, I will. Of course I will. I have to. It's research for the show. My only other gripe with the Grammys, I mean, I'm sure I have more, but this is one that comes to mind, is that Taylor Hawkins was not included in the at, in memoriam segment. And I find that extremely wrong. He was the drummer of the Foo Fighters that died. And I wonder if the Foo Fighters chose for him not to be in it or his family or something. But I found that very strange. Anything else that I hated about the Grammys other than like the entire format and setup? Mm. No, I think that's really it. Do I wish Taylor had one? Of course. Of course. Because I feel like we would have gotten to speak now Taylor's version reveal during her speech. But we'll wait. It's fine. We'll, we'll wait, Tay. <laughs> Keep on waiting. I feel like I'm, I'm listening to the old Taylor a lot to like get ready for the airs tour and like get like stick my feet in that sand, you know? And like, God, there's so many bangers. <laughs> I knew that. I know. It's not a surprise. It's a reminder. I know. It just, just, just hits, you know, hit after hit after hit, just bam. <sighs> okay. Let's get into the quick news segment. Not brought to you by anybody because, again, this podcast makes no money. Let's see. Quick news. Quick news. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Kyle Richards shares that she's nearly seven months sober amid health transformation. There are rumors that she was taking Ozempic. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anywho, she looks great. Um, I don't think any of that can be attributed to her alcohol freeness. Um, sobriety. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm tired, but good for you. I haven't had a drink since January 1st of this year. I don't plan to. I don't know when I will. We'll just see. I had one glass of Prosecco at New Year's night dinner at that place called Pasta Moon that ugh, me and Paul both love so much. And I don't know. I have. I just have not been in the mood. And then my liver, obviously. So Ozempic can cause liver inflammation. So I wonder if that's why she's not drinking. And this is just like this like veil of mystery. Like, oh, I stopped drinking. I'm, I am sober. I have sobriety. But I feel like to use the word sober implies, could imply that one had a problem instead of saying, I don't drink. Like, I feel like there's a difference between, oh, I'm sober. Versus, oh, I don't drink. Right? Is it just me? I feel like there is. I feel like there's like, oh, I'm sober. Like, oh, got it. Okay. And then if you were like, oh, no, I don't drink. Oh, really? Why not? Like, no one follows up when you just say you're sober. Maybe take that take that with you. If, if you are not drinking sober, abstaining, you know, whatever. But good for you, Kyle Richards. It's probably the Ozempic, but we're not going to judge you. Do you, do you. Okay, let's see what else in quick news. Um, um, <laughs> there's not a whole lot here. Oh, Maria Menunos of Extra TV um, and her husband Kevin are expecting a baby after trying to conceive for a decade. And we are thrilled. She revealed on Live with Kelly and Ryan that sh she and her husband are expecting a baby via surrogate. And what are we not going to do? 
we're not going to judge them for their personal choices. However one wants to have a baby is fine. Priyanka was a lesson. Maria is the execution. We're happy and that's all. Ten years is a long time for trying to have a kid. That's all I'm saying. From what I see on the internet and from what people have told me, like, things can take a long time, but a decade seems like a really fucking long time. So happy for them. So excited. I really like Maria Menounos. I always kind of feel like she was like, <sighs> like if Juliana Rancic is Diet Coke, like the number one, the top spot, Maria Menounos was like Diet Pepsi. Just a little bit, you know, like ever so slightly. But I really like her. She's beautiful. Oh my God. What I wouldn't do for that Greek skin. Oh, oh my God. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Happy for them. Oh, more quick news. Leonardo DiCaprio's new girlfriend's 19. What? He's a disgusting pig. Do you think he's worried about the environment because eventually his new girlfriend, who won't be born yet, couldn't be de delivered into this earth because it was burning? Is that why he's so worried? Like, okay, so Leonardo DiCaprio is 48 and his girlfriend is 19, which is 28 years age difference, which is my entire brother. That's Steven. Minus a year, but that's Steven's whole life. And then, so like, okay, you're 48 and you're dating a 19 year old right now. Okay. In 22 years, you're going to be 70. Are you still going to be dating a 19 year old? I mean, get him a velour robe and a pipe. He's Hugh Hefner. In a more disgusting environmental sort of way. But I wonder if climate change is a problem because his girlfriends aren't going to be able to be born. I wonder if that's it. I wonder if that's it. We have solved the climate mystery for Leo. I also am just going to take this opportunity to say once again that Kate Winslet is the love of his life. He is not the love of her life, but she's love of his. And this is why he does this bullshit with babies. Not actual babies, just figurative, very young women. Young women who don't need to use eye serum. Like ugh, the collagen, the collagen that's just naturally occurring in your face. Oh my God. I'm so mad. <laughs> I was having a conversation with Caitlin because I was looking for more skincare products. And I was like, I don't recall what I used to do in my twenties for my skin. It could have been nothing truly. Like I think back and I feel like I had products and I had things, but like, I don't remember. But like at 19, I didn't do shit about fuck. Excuse that language. I didn't do anything for my skin. <laughs> Except probably not wash my face. I didn't do anything. Maybe a makeup remover wipe. I don't know. Like, oh, 19. Man. Mm. She was not alive when Titanic was made. She was not alive at the turn of the century. She wasn't alive for 9-11. Oh, my God. Leonardo DiCaprio is dating a person who was not alive for 9-11.
absurd. That's absurd. He's a creep. I don't want to say that because it's Leo. I don't want to. But what else are we led to believe? Man. Oh, my God. If Kate Winslet gets divorced from Richard Branson's son or nephew, nephew, Leo's going to snatch her up. And he should because she's amazing. But is he getting less, like, is he losing his luster as well? Like, is the veil being pulled down and we're seeing Leo, like, in HD, you know? Like, is this standard deaf Leo and we're pulling the curtain back and it's like, oh, this is really you. We see every pore, every, every disgusting. We see it. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It's going to be okay. It's legal. I think in all countries. <laughs> so that's good. <sighs> Take a deep breath. You know, I do think that the ability to age is a blessing. And I'm grateful for my times I had in youth. And I'm grateful for the wisdom I have in my age now. But like 19. Oh my God. <sighs> I don't know. If there's much more quick news. I'm not seeing anything. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days turned 20, and that's crazy because that movie stands the test of time. It's, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, Vanessa Hudgens got engaged to her um, AAA baseball playing boyfriend. I don't know his name. Cole Tucker. That's cool. Love engagements. Happy news. <sighs> I'm telling you, there's like not a lot going on. Let me... Look at one more place. I, I did research before the show, but you know, this, this research on the fly is fun too. Um, sometimes publications get just a little too political. So I don't say a lot from many of them. This publication seems too political. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, did you see Tom Brady posted a thirst trap on Twitter in his fucking underwear? Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom. You don't need this. You don't need that. And I know I'm a Tom Brady hater, but he doesn't need that. Oh, my God. Get Take that off the internet. Ugh. That's the thing about the internet. Stuff stays on the internet for the rest of our lives. I don't understand the cloud. I don't understand storage. I don't understand the internet really, but like it's there. It's there. <sighs> Let's see here. What the fuck is this? No, sorry. Not I'm not talking about that. It's people finding disgusting things in their homes. No, 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 no. Um, Ben Affleck looking bored at the Grammys was funny. He always looks bored. That man wanted a cigarette so bad. <laughs> uh, um, there really is not a whole lot going on, people. But that's okay. Like I said last episode, we're in the lull. We're going to pick back up in the spring after the, you know, Celebrities have had their rest and their holidays and everything. Yeah. Not much else is going on with me. I am going to watch Super Bowl, but I do work that day. So we'll all watch the last half of the Super Bowl. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Never in my life had I root for the Eagles. Not one time ever. 
No. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Um, This week, I read a Colleen Hoover called Ugly Love. It was (laughs) heart-wrenching. It was a quick read. Very good. I gave it four out of five stars. I cried. There is a twist. It's one of those books where you like go back and forth through time with characters. And I thought I knew what was going to happen in the twist. And then a twist hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was like, oh my God, not prepared. Not prepared at all. And I sat there and I was so sad. <laughs> the ending is is positive. It's a very positive ending, but like, whew, you got to get there, you know? Um, I haven't really done much else. I'm getting sushi for dinner tomorrow at like a really cool spot in Dallas because I'm a Dallas girly, you know, and I'm so excited. I haven't had good sushi in a long time. And yes, I used to live in Florida and now I don't live anywhere near water. And maybe that is different fish, but I think it's all frozen anyway. I'm so, I'm pumped. I am pumped. But that's really all I have. I don't know how I could have anything else after my Grammy's rant. I don't know. Mm. nope we're gonna end the show because i'm (laughs) just gonna fall asleep thank you so much for listening please rate review subscribe share follow i will do the giveaway next week we'll make it a valentine's giveaway i simply forgot to do it this week because i'm working a lot because i have a full-time job because this podcast makes no money it is a hobby and one day i will be fruitful i am a lucky girl luck happens to me and luck happens to you too I am your host, Kate. This is Weekly Kate, the show that keeps you in the know. And thank you for spending party week with me. Love you. Bye.